Excuse me. 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to Morgan Dorks. This is a bi-weekly Daria podcast where we take an in-depth look at our favorite animated teenage misanthrope, episode by episode. I'm Nissa Lee. And I'm Rob Press. And today we are looking at season one, episode 10, The Big House, in which Daria and Quinn break curfew and suffer the consequences. It aired on June 30th, 1997, and was written by Sam Johnson and Chris Marshall, the same duo that brought us College Board. It looks like they're still working together as writers and executive producers for the TV series Disjointed. All right, let's get to the beat by beat. Woo! When the episode opens, Daria is getting home from late night shenanigans. Uh, she exits a friend's car to the tune of Power Man 5000's Tokyo Vigilante Number 1, and then tiptoes to her doorstep. Quinn steps out from behind some shrubbery, because <laughs> why not? What was she doing? <laughs> what the hell is Quinn up to? Just hanging out yeah, just behind chilling. some shrubbery. <laughs> so Quinn is about to school her older sister on the subtle art of sneaking around when they get caught by their parents. Uh, the next day, it's time for a family meeting, of course, and Mama Morgendorfer lays down the law, re her daughter's social engagements. <laughs> Ten Commandments yeah, style. It's just these two giant gray slates that look like they're made of stone. They're super not because they just get carried around like they weigh nothing. Did you see the text on those things? Some of it, yeah, and it's really funny. It's like the prosecuting counsel will <laughs> blah, 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 blah. One of them began with wear your own damn slippers. <laughs> I didn't catch that I one. I saw that this morning. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, funnily enough, Mary J. Blige's Love is All We Need plays in the background of that scene. <laughs> Quinn manages to work her way around the no dates on school nights legislation and traipses off to a quote algebra study group unquote she doesn't try very hard no no and her she parents doesn't don't do very well at catching on to her ruse i think it's jake mostly jake is the one that's like oh yeah have fun honey but helen's right there <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're trying not to undermine your <laughs> your spouse but Helen is so, really so Helen doing her best not to undermine Jake in the hopes that he will one day manage to go 10 minutes without undermining her right it doesn't work no no it doesn't and and neither does Quinn's shenanigans no I'm gonna say shenanigans a million times well by it, the way. it works she gets to go and then the next morning she gets nabbed Yes, um, and now she must face family court. Dun, dun, dun. Did you see that Quinn is actually wearing pajamas yeah, in that scene? She's wearing something different. With, she uh, has many things. Bunny that she rabbit. Wears at different times. 
as per the last episode. As per our last episode. Anything else that we should say about this? I, you, you and I both want to know what the hell was Daria doing? Yeah. Where was she coming back from? Whose car was that? Yeah, who was she with? That means she only hangs out with Jane, right? So was it Jane? I mean... It wasn't Trent, was it? No, because Trent has the van. Right. So... It's never cleared up. Mm. I mean, spoiler. (laughs) Right. We don't actually learn who she was hanging out with. I really want to know what she was doing. Maybe we should just dream something up. Orgy. Done. (laughs) Oh my god, this is what fan fiction is for. I'm not going there. (laughs) Yeah, you go ahead and Google Daria Orgy and see what kind of fan fiction you get out of that. Probably a lot. Yeah, actually, yeah. This is your territory. I'm really not familiar with it. This is not my territory. (laughs) Let's let's clear that up. It's not my territory. Are you sure, Rob? I'm 100% sure. (laughs) I guess I'll have to believe you. (laughs) I appreciate that. You're welcome. And your discretion. Nobody else finds out about this. Hey, listeners. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on (laughs) from Rob's sordid past. (laughs) So in the hallway of Lawndale High, Jody is selling tickets to a hockey game between faculty and local radio DJs. Of all pairings. (laughs) It's a very very weirdly specific it's very strange and and so does every group of people in lawndale have a A hockey hockey team team? to me the teachers are the weird part of this because i feel like a talk radio or or you know local radio station would totally do like yeah we're gonna have a floor hockey night kind of thing I don't feel like teachers would be a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Because they get left out of everything. (laughs) Yeah, basically. There are are forgotten. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's so sad. (laughs) Daria learns that last year, Mr. DiMartino almost died of a heart attack on the ice. Or wait, it's not the (laughs) ice because uh, it's roller hockey. Yeah, yeah. the gym floor. Even more embarrassingly. (laughs) (laughs) At least we could say, you know, that... There were blades involved, in the- <laughs> but no. Anyway, this year he is out for revenge. So, of course, when we see him working out on the gym or at the gym, Mr. Loverman by Shabba Rank is playing in the background. Makes total sense. <laughs> he's doing that. He's hanging from one of those machines that you hang upside down by and work out your abs. Mm-hmm. It's a very like classic 50s 60s kind of workout did you notice that when he lights a cigarette on that machine Mm -hmm. doesn't the um the flame go in the wrong way the flame i was because i actually wanted i actually paid attention to this very specifically because i had that same like wait what the hell something wasn't right it kind of like curves a little bit so it, it curves do, it downward do and then go upward? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, with a butane lighter, that kind no, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, no. Because the butane lighter would just come straight yeah, out. Yeah, you would right? just burn your finger. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would just burn your finger with a regular lighter doing this too because the flame would just go like, it would yeah. just go straight up. Yeah. Back at the Morgendorfer residence, Daria and Quinn are tried at family court. 
backed by Live Tomorrow by Chuck Farm. Uh, with Jake as judge, of course, <laughs> and Helen as prosecutor, of course, the girls are sentenced to one month of house arrest, a.k.a. they're grounded. Uh, too bad Quinn managed to duck out for another social engagement before receiving this sentence. No respect for the criminal justice system. I think here it's totally warranted. <laughs> <laughs> with Jake as judge and and I love how he decides to push the table up uh, what is it against like their entertainment system yeah. and put the chair up there yeah. on the table so that he's actually raised above it's not just the chair them. it's the entire like there's a love seat he takes the entire love seat because originally he was just sitting in this like one straight up normal chair like a like a kitchen chair and then when they go to start he says stop <laughs> and he pulls over the table and then puts the love seat on top of the table. Oh my god. And then sits on it looking all proud. Helen is exactly who I wouldn't want to be facing as a prosecutor. Jake is maybe who I would want as a judge. I think you're absolutely correct. <laughs> so, um in this scene does Quinn say uh, oh wait, hold on. Did you notice that Helen quoted Stalin? Yeah. And she acknowledges it. Yeah. She just straight up says <laughs> Because Jake's like, did, did Theodore Roosevelt, or did no, Roosevelt say Th that? Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, that's the, it. Because the, the, and the, the gag of the episode is, did is, Thomas Jefferson did Thomas say Jefferson that? Thomas Jefferson say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she says, no, Stalin. And that exchange and just between moves on. them. Yeah, that exchange between them is so quick and like, natural and so believable like this is who they are as a couple right <laughs> power couple quoting stalin <laughs> telling you the more we learn about helen the less we know about helen yes you're so right <laughs> um throughout this entire scene i can't help but thinking of that joke in arrested development <laughs> you're a crook you're, you're a crook, a crook. <laughs> captain, captain hook, hook. <laughs> so michael is like really afraid of courtrooms <laughs> <laughs> but also really wants to be a lawyer <laughs> anyway did you notice that quinn says that she'd like to pay her check to society yeah i All chalked right. that up to quinn just I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was me mishearing things. No, no, she totally <laughs> said, I'd like to pay my check to society. <laughs> All right, good. Um, the one problem I have with this scene, which really kind of derails the entire episode with me, or for me, is I don't understand why Daria's on trial here. I mean, she was out late before the Ten Commandments even came right. into the scene, so... Right. Why are they putting her on trial for a law that wasn't created yet in their household? It's never established. So it completely just It's a huge makes, problem yeah, for this episode. It makes the entire thing invalid. I I ah. <laughs> <laughs> And and even beyond just that being like a plot hole, there's also the problem of Dario would pick up on that. Yeah. Dario would be like, you can't, what's it, it's, oh, I totally forget the legal term for you can't be convicted of something that wasn't against the law before you did it. Ex post facto. That's <laughs> Ex -post -facto. it. Ex post facto. Ex post facto. 
Okay, so Daria is being charged ex post facto here. Yes. And she would pick up on that. Yeah, and Helen would as well. I mean, being yeah. a lawyer, yeah. <laughs> this, this seems like totally unbelievable here. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, we are talking about a cartoon, but come on. <laughs> there needs to be some logic. They're trying to set up a, a system, like a quote-unquote fair system, I guess, maybe. But it seems like they're largely just acting punitively the entire time. Yeah. So the grounding officially begins, and Daria pretty much continues being Daria, except with more directed malice this time. <laughs> <laughs> she's reading Moby Dick appropriately this is backed by Rage Against the Machines killing in the name uh, she's kicking ass at Scrabble uh, wailing on the harmonica that's <laughs> one of my favorite like when I when I saw that this episode was next the one thing that the one thing that I remembered from it was that image of Daria standing by the door playing the harmonica louder and worse yeah and like blowing into it over and over <laughs> and breathing in as yeah. well yeah <laughs> yeah this is uh daria in good form i think yes what else um when when quinn isn't pacing like a caged tiger <laughs> she's talking to psychics on the phone and by the way, Kamita's rocket plane is playing here and uh, several other times during the episode, which I have to mention. It's awesome <laughs> because I love that song, uh, although I didn't know it existed back then. <clears throat> uh, Jody and Jane stop by to make sure Daria is OK, uh, because there have been some rumors flying. <laughs> um, and Kevin is just really worried. <laughs> And Kevin is worried that that her parents, that Daria's parents are changing her genetic makeup. Yeah, Kevin overheard. Kevin understands that Daria is in trouble with her parents. He completely doesn't understand what the hell Daria is saying when she says that she's embarrassed that her parents share the same genes as her. Yeah, Yeah. share the same genes. (laughs) And things spiral downward from there. Oh, yeah. But Daria is okay, and Daria declares that she's busting out of jail <laughs> to go to the roller hockey game. I mean, it's where everyone else is at. I guess what are you so. Gonna do? If you're going to bust out, you're going to go where the people are at. Or at least Jane, because Jane's there. <laughs> Quinn can talk on the phone when she's grounded. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, that's crap. That's lame <laughs> that's as hell. So, and not just not just talk on the phone, but hog the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her parents are being really relaxed about it. they're like we kind of need to use the phone yeah could you please get off we have like actual business to do i feel like if you're going to ground quinn you have to take the phone away from her that's yeah that's like the number one thing yeah but- i mean when, when i was in high school i think that if i were grounded you know i would really enjoy the quiet time <laughs> i would just sit in my room and read um, you would take to it like Dara yeah, to it. exactly i think yeah maybe the biggest change that's made like between daria's normal life and daria's grounded life is that she's being roped into spending more time with her parents yes which i think is maybe the worst punishment you can give daria <laughs> well i think it's the worst punishment you can give the parents as well and i and that's yeah. the point like um, it's Helen driving the parents is, crazy yeah too. Helen is telling Jake do not 
give in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I, I love that it's Daria that's bothering them and not Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Quinn's just pacing in the living room. <laughs> Making fun of Daria for reading books. Did you notice how many bones Daria has in her bedroom? She has a lot of bones in her yeah. bedroom. Yeah. She has an inordinately large amount of bones. One bone is almost too many. <laughs> well, she I guess it depends on bones. where the bone's coming from. That's true. And what the bone is actually made out of. Yeah. If it's resin. It looks suspiciously or... like a human skeleton. Mm, yeah. Well, maybe, you know, it's from a doctor's office. Yeah, it could be like a model or something. That's... <laughs> but she has a lot of bones. What is she doing when she's going out at night? Digging up graves. Maybe she's grave robbing. She's grave robbing. <gasps> we figured it out. I'm liking Daria That's more That's much and better more. than Orgy. So much yeah, better than Orgy. totally. And now I'm thinking, oh, Daria has to duck the security guard in the neighborhood. The security guy in the neighborhood? They have a security they guy a in the neighborhood. They have a neighborhood security guy. <laughs> Swaggy as they hell. I mean, they don't live in a development, right? Uh, I I don't think it's ever actually like so. clarified. Although... In the invitation, the the party episode, that's a um, development. Yeah, there the house is in the in a development. But, yeah, um, but that's a because they have really... like a they have like a gate and a guard and everything. They don't yeah. have a patrolling security guy. They just have a security guy in a booth. But there's not any mention of a gate for for Daria's community. Right. So I don't know neighborhood watch. I yeah was I that guess. a thing in the nineties? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the roller hockey game ends up. Being awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> DiMartino gets whacked in the knee with a hockey stick and Miss Barch gets into a fist fight. She doesn't get into a fist fight. She, straight, she is straight pummeling this guy. <laughs> she has him in a headlock and she's punching him over his shoulder into the stomach. It's exactly what Miss Barch was meant to do with her 100%. life. 100%. <laughs> it is. It is. It's all of the malice that she can't push onto the students during Kevin the day. Kevin particularly. Yes. <laughs> uh, even though Daria escaped prison to go to the hockey game, her crime goes unpunished. In fact, she negotiates her way to parole. Through some pretty crafty, it's pretty crafty negotiating too. Yeah. I was unclear about who she was talking about in that conversation, though. It was, I was like, is she talking about herself in the third person or is she, she talking has, about her sister? She was talking about herself in the third person because her mom was approaching this like an actual legal dispute. So I think Daria was just approaching her in terms that she would be extremely familiar with. Okay. Because she was playing her own defense attorney. So like this would be the conversation that Helen would have with a defense attorney. Okay. Being a prosecutor and all. Okay. So yeah, I think it was I, I, approaching her on her level. Yeah. And crushing it. <laughs> yeah, she Which, she's again, a lot if, more like her mom than we realize, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and, but again, if Daria understands enough about the process and understands enough about the logic that would appeal to Helen to pull this move then how is Daria not saying, hey, what the hell? How am I in trouble at all for a rule that I broke before it existed? Yeah. So later at Pizza King, uh, this is fake DIY by Biss Plays, and Daria celebrates her victory with Jane. Uh, honestly, it seems like Jane is just in this episode to reiterate to the audience that 
that Daria's convinced her parents that she was too dull to keep under house arrest. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, this is all that Jane does, yeah. just in case we didn't figure it out already. I feel like really spoken down to at the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Jane, mm. Jane doesn't have much of a place in this episode, aside from just kind of being, very briefly being the liaison between everyone at school. Yeah. And the Morgendorfer residence mm-hmm. to just be like, no, Daria's fine. I talked to her. She's good. Yeah, and that's it. Which is weird, especially at school because Daria goes to school every day. Just talk to Daria. Yeah. Not going to school is not part of a grounding. Right. <laughs> because, you know, that's be not punishment. <laughs> anyway, credits roll to Warren G's I Shot the Sheriff. Good choice. And that's that's that. So yeah, we never yeah we never find out why Daria broke curfew, the never. curfew that didn't exist. I'm really disappointed about that. Also, the terms she negotiated were: I have to call if I'm going to be later than seven thirty. Seven thirty. What? <laughs> See, part of me, part of me was like seven thirty. Jesus, that's insane. But then part <laughs> of me was like, you negotiated down from being grounded for a month to. I have to call if I'm going to be in after 7.30. Yeah. Maybe that's a school night. Maybe, I guess. Yeah. 7.30, though. I mean- Holy cow. Well, if you think you're, you're- If you take part in extracurriculars, you'd probably be home around 5.30, 6 o'clock, mm-hmm. right? So Daria's if, not taking part in any extracurriculars. Hell no. <laughs> Daria's home at like 3 at the latest each day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean- it, very good negotiating. Yeah. Did you have a curfew when you were a kid? No. No? I was, I was too dull to bother with one. <laughs> oh, that's right. We did establish earlier in in our season that we weren't the partiers. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, for me, it was, um, if I remember correctly... I had to call, especially if, when I was younger and my mode of transportation was bike, yeah. uh, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, and we're living in a rural area, right? I had to call, which there's meant- a, There's a certain pragmatism I had to, find, to that. Yeah. I had to find uh, someone with a, with a phone, you know, find a landline or, or go to the one pay phone in our town, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like- Two blocks away from my home. <laughs> I love this. I love this description of your town because it sounds like you grew up in a little house on the prairie. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I mean, you know, the town is. I mean, Estelle Manor is. Uh, I think it is the largest town by area in New Jersey mm-hmm. with the smallest population. <laughs> it's something like fifteen hundred people. Um, New Jersey is the densest state in the, like, it's the most densely populated state in the Union. In the Union. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it's the most densely populated state in the country. But what people don't really understand about that if they're not from New Jersey is that parts of Southwest and Northwest New Jersey get pretty sparse. Yeah. Especially Southwest New Jersey. It's very rural. I wouldn't say Southeast New Jersey. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's, South that's Jersey where we're general. from. Yeah, yes, South yeah, Jersey. South Jersey in general. Very dark at night. Yes. Um, so I would have to call before it got dark. I, and and that was, yes, as you said, pragmatic. Um, and there <laughs> were definitely times. Don't want my child times, getting hit by a car. <laughs> definitely times where I, I did not do that and and <laughs> got grounded. And, you know, that was 
that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I totally deserved you it. You walk into the house like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> All right. Should we get to the cultural context? Sure. True crime is absolutely huge nowadays, occupying ever larger expanses on bookshelves and e-reader devices, uh, to say nothing of how it's the subject of basically every other podcast. Not this one. No, not this one. Nope. Not yet. <laughs> but today's true crime obsession and this episode of Daria have roots in common. The 90s era boom of televised court proceedings. It has been almost 25 years since the OJ trial. In case you're too young to remember, coverage of the OJ trial was simply impossible to avoid. It was on every channel in one form or another and saturated the media like nothing else. Lots of people who'd never given the criminal justice system a second thought were suddenly fascinated by the potential drama contained therein. I mean, I think it's kind of how we as children were introduced to this oh yeah 100 percent. like i like this was 1995 was the oj trial so i don't know i was nine and then later i think the monica Lewinsky. yeah uh, yeah those Which itself was <sighs> shit show man yeah <laughs> i mean so was the oj trial though like if your introduction to the criminal justice system is how the oj trial went that's a terrible way to be introduced yeah to, and to it, of course you would not trust the justice system right if if that were right and you would think it's it's much more spectacle based when in reality the criminal justice system is actually super boring mm -hmm. and that's a huge problem because people need to care about it. This system that's supposed to be, you know, at the very heart of what makes America so fantastic, but America actually sucks and the criminal justice yeah, system yeah our justice system is a huge sucks. Part of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, as with all true crime, there's a morbid, solemn reality we, we have to whistle past. Um, lives had to be utterly destroyed or ended outright for us to be entertained in this fashion. So Court TV, which launched in 1991, was something of a harbinger for the OJ trial insanity. Uh, it offered gavel-to-gavel -gavel continuous coverage of court proceedings and earned increasingly impressive ratings in the process. So we're talking about court TV as a channel, yes, not just a genre. Right. Uh, according to a Gizmodo article, A Brief History of Court TV, where many a true crime obsession was born, uh, it took all of two years for court TV to become a massive hit, aided considerably by the Menendez trial in oh, which- Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was another one. I- forget routinely about the menendez trial but that was huge back then it's probably best we forget about that yeah that's a good point uh, in which eric and lyle menendez were put on trial for the murder of their parents but not every trial is a murder trial and that's where folks like judge judy step in uh, judge judy premiering in 1996 and hosted by retired manhattan family court judge judy Scheinlin, caught on like wildfire and revitalized its previously flagging genre. Here, the stakes were nowhere near as significant. These were small claims disputes, often between former lovers or neighbors pissed at one another. Because we can't settle our own shit. No, not at all. 
We're going to take this to court. We're going to take this to TV court. Judge Judy is still on the air now in its 23rd season. Holy wow. Right? It has earned three Emmy Awards, actually pretty recently too. Like it earned those three Emmy Awards this decade. What awards? I don't, I should have looked that up. Yeah, we should know the categories to that. (laughs) But the point is Judge Judy is a three-time Emmy Award winner. Mind blown. (laughs) And she's also the world's highest paid television show host. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Needless to say, lots of others were quick to jump on this bandwagon. The airwaves of the late 90s were home to Judge Joe Brown, Judge Mills Lane, Judge Mathis, and a reboot of the People's Court, just to name a few. So do you actually have to be a judge to be a television judge? I don't know. I mean... No. Because <laughs> you're playing one on TV? Yeah. Let me, let me. Should you be a judge to be a television judge? Yes. Do you have to be? I don't think so. Well, it's just complete chaos. I mean, then we have like, well, I'm really, it's slippery slope to, to the witch trials then, huh? <laughs> So Mills Lane, Mills B. Lane the third. That B is B E E. Whoa! He's an American former boxing referee and professional boxer. He's also a two-term Washoe County, Nevada district court judge. Oh, so he is a judge. Well, that's a really strange combination of professions. Yeah, he's had a very interesting career trajectory. <laughs> Good for him, though. I totally, I did not give him enough credit. So I think that Helen would not be a great TV prosecutor. No. But Jake would be awesome as a judge. (laughs) As far as we know, Jake is a TV judge. (laughs) We really have no idea what he does for a living. No. We know he has clients. There was something uh, in one episode where he's like, oh, I got to call somebody about that baby food. Yeah. So, I don't know. Could be anything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Could be anything. Because baby food is in like all of... Well... (laughs) Okay. Is he producing the baby food? Uh, Is he shipping the baby food? (laughs) Is Is he working on the advertising for the baby food? Does he bottle the baby food? Is he developing flavors of baby food? Who knows? Nobody knows except for Jake, and he ain't telling anyone. (laughs) Not even his wife. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, she's never asked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, should we rank the episode? We definitely should. I feel like we've had so much more fun talking about this episode than I had watching this episode. Oh, yeah. I really did not enjoy this episode. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the gaping plot hole of of Daria not actually committing a crime. Right. Um, I just can't look past it, you know? It's rough. That and it switches between scenes so quickly that I feel like a lot of the scenes don't do much work and then of course you know 
the Kevin stuff is kind of one off again. Yeah. Yeah. I want <laughs> I want Kevin's jokes to actually do something. If you want an idea of what our rankings might look like a year from now, <laughs> just check the episode out. See what Kevin's up to. <laughs> if it's got any substance at all, chances are it's going to be up toward the top of our list. <laughs> all right. So let's look at the list here. So I really don't like this episode. I don't know if it fails as thoroughly as The Invitation. No, I think that Jake saves it. <laughs> I think Jake saves it. I think there's, I think the conversation, uh, like the negotiation between Daria and her mom, I think is a lot of fun to watch. Mm -hmm. So I think there there are parts of this that I really appreciate significantly more than the imitation in general. I think it's better than Sealed with a Kick. Why? Wow, so you're really, you're super down on this episode then. Yeah, I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like not a lot happened. And we had that same problem with the invitation. Yeah. Where it was, hey, there's a party. Everyone goes to the party. That's it. Yeah. I, I mean. I, there is a subplot here. I think that Daria being like aggressively grounded <laughs> how, how do i want to phrase that um daria being an aggressive prisoner <laughs> yeah yeah i think that merits some points yeah if we had a point system so like there there are things we can point to in this episode that make it pretty fun mm -hmm. um or at least that are pretty fun aspects of a generally unfun episode would you put it above the steamsters or hmm. here maybe this is why we're having a little bit of trouble with this what is this episode trying to say Oof. what point is this episode trying to make yeah i'm kind of at a loss here right yeah and so i think when we look at his steamsters we can we can look at what that episode was trying to say right about like the self-esteem movement and, and there's some stuff in there it's not very well defined but it's there i think as for this episode maybe it's trying to i don't know maybe it's trying to make fun of the punitive measures of these family dynamics yeah um it it's it's kind of lost in the episode but i think there's an interesting point being made by Daria in the face of a in the face of a, a particularly hostile prosecutor, she's pointing out, hey, it's really costly to, yeah. to have you know, it's really costly to run this prison system the way you're running it. So why don't we look at other measures that might work better and more efficiently? Which is applicable to our actual exactly. situation here. Exactly. In our country. Um but it's not harping on that at all. No, it's, it's not harping. It's not only, even that clear. Right. You know. And that's the only whiff of it we get mm -hmm. in the entire episode. So would you put it? I think it's going to be around Esteemsters. I'm not sure if it's better or worse. Okay. So below Esteemsters, above Sealed with a Kick? Uh-uh. No, I think it's below Sealed with a Kick. 
Well, okay. Let me think about Sealed with a Kick. We had, I mean, it was a five-minute episode, yes. right? It was a five-minute episode where characters had not yet been established, so we didn't know what to expect out of anyone. But we got Daria, we got Daria with we agency. Got like, we got Daria with agency. We also got Daria acting really bizarre, but in a pretty fun way. We got we got the pencil as a metaphor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying, yeah, and I guess I'm I'm trying to think of. Actually, yeah, you know what? I'm thinking of like, oh, I would have to watch this episode again to see if I can pluck anything out of it, and I just don't want to watch the episode again. Yeah, it's just yeah. not. It just wasn't. I would watch Sealed fun. with a Kick again. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't watch this one again. No. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> you really hated this ranking thing until it became obvious that it was just going to be Nissa saying, "Nope, this is where this goes." <laughs> And Rob being like, eh, okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to read the entire ranking this time, but we should say that at the bottom we have <laughs> at number 10, our 10th episode, The Big House. And then at the very bottom, at number 11, is The Invitation. Still at the bottom. Yeah. Still at the bottom. <laughs> Hasn't been taken down yet. <laughs> And there it is. Yay. Let's wrap it up. Okay. So that about wraps it up for this episode of Morgan Dorks. As always, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at Morgan Dorks, email us at morgandorks at gmail.com, or check out our website, complete with episode rankings. <gasps> at morgandorks.podbean.com that's p-o-d-b-e-a-n dot com also we're on Facebook uh, go ahead and check us out search for us because the address is long and share yeah share it please do please do because apparently I will forget to sometimes <laughs> I mean we publish don't that episode don't even count on me <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we published that episode on Thanksgiving so it's like hey there was other stuff going on that day but it was like Four days later, four or five days later, I was like, oh yeah, by the way. <laughs> uh, special thanks, as always, to Outpost Daria Reborn. Link is in the show notes. And as always, thank you, Nissa. Hey, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, listeners. We'll see you again in two weeks for season one, episode 11, Road Warrior. Oh, I really like that one. Here on Morgan Dorks. Yay!